What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks show. Indeed it is, indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Nay, sexy Kinston, North Carolina. It is Monday, May the 8th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 854 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-host, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey-Wyatt, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm running, you know, if I'm an eight-cylinder car, which God knows I'm probably not, I'm probably a V6 at the best. But uh, let's just play along and say I'm a V8 right now, okay? I'm running on about six of my eight uh, cylinders right now, okay? You can probably hear my voice. I'm a little, I'm still congested. Man, Big Daddy Brian got a cold over the weekend, and uh, I've been fighting it. I've been driving back and forth between Kinston and Moorhead City and Greenville and putting more miles on my little Mustang than I want to. By the way, went over 100,000 miles on my Mustang yesterday on a lonely stretch of Highway 43 between Greenville and Moorhead City and got me all in my fields and everything. But guys, I, I'm here. I'm here. I didn't do the, uh, I didn't even get in last night. We'll get into all this in a little bit. Didn't even get in for Moorhead City last night until after midnight. So uh, I didn't hit the gym this morning. So I'm all guilted out about that. I've, uh, basically, uh, as uh, John would say, my pre-show uh, prep, not the strongest it's been in a while. But uh, I tell you what, thank you, Linda. Loud and clear, 5 by 5 on uh, 960 this morning if you're listening to us live. And goodness gracious, man. I am, uh, like I said, uh, if I'm a V8, I'm running on about six cylinders right now. But you know what? We have got a great show for you today. Uh, we've got a great show, a great week of shows for you ahead uh, here this week. So very excited about that. But let me tell you, joining us here in our first hour, here in about uh, 15 minutes or so, He's our regular Monday guest. He's the Dean of Sports Talk host here in Eastern North Carolina. It's the great Mark Panicelli of 252 ESPN. You can hear him live uh, Monday through Friday, uh, 5 o'clock on 107.5 in Greenville, 107.5 in New Bern, and uh, just does a great job. Again, he's been doing this. He's been playing this game for about 16, 17 years now and uh, is the best, the absolute best at it. But he'll be joining us here, like I said, about 20 minutes into this first hour, and uh, very excited about that. Man, we got a lot to talk about. We've got to talk about the Hurricanes, about yesterday's big NASCAR race. Man, I got, I'm got. i going to vent with Mark uh, about NASCAR. And, yes, I will. Uh, uh, Paul Whittington and I will be in North Wilkesboro in, uh, I was about to say, a couple of weeks, but goodness gracious, in about, what, uh, 10 days, 11 days from now. Is that right? Uh, we'll be there for, uh, the NASCAR all-star race. So very excited about that, but man, NASCAR did something again yesterday that just got under my skin, but we'll save that for Mark when he joins us here. Like I said, in about, uh, 15 minutes from now, but, uh, Mark Panicelli started off, start us off. And then about 55, zero minutes here into our first hour, we're going to be joined by the, uh, there you go. Mr. Clemens chiming in. You're absolutely right. I know I don't sound good this man, this morning. I'm sorry. I sound like a slant six, according to him. That, that's, that sounds about right, man. Uh, it has just been, I have, uh, sucked down more Dayquil and NyQuil over the last three or four days than a man should be allowed to do. I, I've got the, the NyQuil hangover right now. I'm drinking my Arizona green tea with ginseng and honey, a hundred percent natural trying to, uh, maintain some level of, uh, of, uh, sanity or whatever this morning, 
But, uh, man, I'm excited. I, I'm so excited. I got to tell you, I almost thought about taking this morning off, guys. Pam Sheffield, I almost thought about it. Keith Spence. But I just said to myself, self, Pam Sheffield is expecting to hear you this morning. Keith Spence is expecting to see to hear you this morning. And well, I've got so much. If I had not done today's show, I couldn't talk about LCC. We wouldn't be talking about the Carolina Hurricanes, the NBA playoffs, all that. And I, I didn't want to cheat you, dear listener. I wanted to make sure you that you went into your week knowing exactly what the hell I thought about all this stuff, okay? And then, of course, to get you caught up on LCC, just an, a, a freaking amazing weekend that uh, that LCC had. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm asking my executive producer if she can bring me another Arizona green tea. We'll see what she says about that. <laughs> but, uh, like I said, uh, Mark Panicelli joining us here in about 15 minutes. And then about 50, five, zero minutes here into this first hour. Hey, we're going to be joined by the architect, by the head coach, by the man that has just had an amazing, amazing weekend down in Moorhead city. It's, uh, LCC head baseball coach, Gary Smith. Listen, when we last talked to you on Friday morning, they were going into the second day of games and, uh, there's no pretty way to put it. I'm not going to try to dress it up and put lipstick on a pig here or anything. LCC got their butt handed to them on uh, Friday by uh, Pitt community college 15 to six. I was there for that game. Unable to go to Saturday's game, so I'm just all, you know, we had barbecue festival in the news. Linda and I already had plans uh, for Saturday uh, that we just couldn't break, and we weren't going to break. We'll just leave it at that. And uh, so uh, so Saturday, I, you know, if they, it's double elimination. They lost on Friday. I'm like, well, if they lose a game on Saturday, they're done. I'm not going to get to see them this year. Well, what did they do? Let's just go ahead and jump into it. What did they do? They, uh, they won Two games on Saturday. First, they won their elimination game against uh, Bryant and Stratton, five to three. That game was at one o'clock. Then the nightcap of the night took on a very good Cleveland Community College team from my old neck of the woods in uh, Shelby, North Carolina. They win that game five to four. So I'm like, okay, good. This means I get to see them. Got there yesterday. I had to do a, a ECU of uh, softball game yesterday against Tulane. Did that game at 11 a.m. Beat feet between uh, Greenville and Newburn. That's where I tripped my 100,000 ball on my Mustang. Yes, I'm still depressed about it. But I got down there, got to watch them beat the snot out of Pitt 7 to nothing. So that set them up for the championship game against uh, Catawba Valley. And what did they do in that game? Oh, they only won 25 to 10 last night. 25 runs against the number one seed out of the West Catawba Valley. And yes, uh, <laughs> my, uh, oh my God, from uh, channel 12. Why am I having a brain fart here? Uh, my boy, Brett Kennedy. There you go. Uh, he's like, well, if they're playing a championship game tonight, how can there be a championship game tomorrow? Well, it's cause Catawba hadn't lost a game yet. So it's double elimination. So there you go. They went, the Lancers went four games in two days against four different teams hey pete uh again they beat brighton stratton and cleveland on saturday they beat pitt and uh catawba valley yesterday and now they got to play catawba valley again today at one o'clock and that's going to be for all the marbles and uh for all you folks that uh, are tuning in that were uh keeping up with me on my twitter feed yesterday i do appreciate you big time i picked up 25 new followers yesterday on twitter just because of uh tweeting the lcc uh game yesterday so really do appreciate all you folks who uh who joined me there yesterday and uh if you're listening this morning i appreciate you uh, hit me up on my twitter and let me know you're listening i'll give you a shout out by god but uh man lcc just an amazing time an amazing game last night i mean listen a uh, one two three four home runs hit by lcc Kevin Jones started out the game with a solo home run. Then a three-run home run by Denny Staley in the uh, third inning for the Lancers. A grand slam home run. Listen, I don't mean this as an insult. I say it as a compliment. I didn't even know who Brighton Berthrong was going into yesterday. And let's see, all he did was hit a grand slam and end up with a three-run score yesterday starting at catcher. He's their third catcher for the Lancers. And again, it's a grand slam that was part of an eight-run 
sixth inning for uh, the Lancers. And then the last home run of the night, Logan Merritt hits a uh, three-run home run. And again, 25-10 to 10 win for LCC. Everybody contributed. Uh, and you know what? On top of all that, you get to hear uh, our good friend uh, Gary Smith talk about that game. And uh, like I said, about 50 minutes into this first hour. So very excited about that. Man, I'll be down there at 1 o'clock today. Follow me on Twitter at BC Hanks if you listen to our 3 o'clock replay. And this should be like a, a kick in the butt to remind you, oh, my gosh, I need to go to Brian's uh, Twitter to see how LCC is doing because you got to figure, uh, okay, I'm time traveling here as John likes to uh, pick on me about, John Dawson likes to pick on me about, but if you listen to our 3 o'clock broadcast and it's like about 10 minutes after 3 and you're like, oh, my God, LCC is playing right now. Let me see what the score is. Hopefully they're way ahead. Now, here's what happens. If they win that game today, uh, the 1 o'clock game, the championship winner-take-all game for uh, Lenore Community College and Catawba Valley Community College, that means they uh, will travel to uh, the winner of Region 8, St. John's River State College down in Florida. That would be for the South Atlantic District Championship, and it means they would be in the World Series in Enid, Oklahoma, May the 27th through June the 3rd. So, yeah, they would have uh, a few weeks off between now and the World Series. But uh, I, I'm telling you, I, I talked to Shelly Barnes last night, the AD at uh, LCC. I haven't even told Linda this yet. I haven't even told John yet. We've got plans this weekend. Uh, I may be headed down to a St. John's River State College in uh in florida you know what i haven't listen i got in so late last night got up so early this morning i haven't even looked to see where this is why, why don't i do that live here it's in saint augustine florida where is saint augustine florida i don't know it's somewhere in florida let's just leave it at that and uh that should be a that will be fun it'll be a best of three series that will be later on this week so uh linda we may be going to florida this weekend i don't know we'll see uh Man, just, again, a great weekend. Congratulations to the Lancers. Very excited, like I said. We're going to have Gary, uh, I, can't, I think I said Gary Clark earlier. I meant Gary Smith. Doggone it. Gary Smith, not the uh, the old uh, Skins wide receiver Gary Clark. It's uh, LCC baseball coach Gary uh, Smith joining us here about 50 minutes into this first hour. As uh, we'll uh, just uh, try to get a recap of the weekend from him. I can't imagine. I mean, he looked spry and uh and fresh last night but he's got to be exhausted man i mean he absolutely has to be exhausted they've played six games in three days yeah linda the, yeah hey linda we're maybe going to florida this weekend <laughs> anyway um so we'll have gary smith here on in this hour and then our next hour we haven't even told you about who's coming on in our next hour it's uh katherine pearson of the LCC Foundation. there is We scheduled her last week. There are a lot of great things happening with the LCC Foundation, and she's going to have to carry this hour in the second hour. If you're listening, Catherine, you, I hope you know you're going to have to listen. Uh, hey, birthday game stuff. We, how about this? Uh, now, Jonathan's not able. You know, our, our, my, uh, John and my son, Jonathan, not going to be able to uh, join us for birthday games later on this week. So we're going to have guest hosts in doing birthday games. Uh, I know, uh, our listener, Pam Sheffield, our beloved, uh, one of our seven listeners, we love her to death. She's going to be joining us live here in studio to do uh, a birthday game later on this week. Jacques Passeleg is going to be joining us. Uh, uh, Linda is going to be doing some, and, and Mr. Clemens, I know you're listening right now. I think I'm going to try to call you and get you to do a birthday game too. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, very much looking forward to that. Uh, I, we're going to miss Jonathan, love Jonathan to death, but uh, it's going to be neat to, uh, to see uh, how these other people. Now, they're going to be his proxy. They're going to be Jonathan's proxy, so we'll see uh, how they do in the birthday game coming up uh, later on this week. Le so there you go. There's our guests for today, Mark Panicelli, Gary Smith here in the first hour, Catherine Pearson's birthday game in our next hour. So there you go, man. I, before we jump into more LCC baseball talk, uh, look, got to give credit, man. Waylon Adams, Tanya Adams, uh, Tammy Kelly, our very own Jason Bryant, uh, all the folks down with the barbecue festival on the news, probably one of the, if not the biggest success we've ever had with that. It, it, it I think I've listen. I'm just going to announce it. It was, it was the best, the biggest success. The weather was 
perfect. It was Chamber of Commerce weather all weekend. Uh, we didn't get, uh, Linda and I didn't get to make it out to a Friday night's game, our game, to Friday night's uh, concert, but I saw the pictures. Let me tell you, saw Tammy Kelly's picture from the, uh, from the stage, and there were people as far as the eye could see. There had to have been 20,000 people at that concert uh, for Eastern Corbett on uh, Friday night. So Tony Denton, uh, Jason Bryan, all, all, all my folks over at WRNS, the Blowtorch, I'm telling you, they uh, they knocked it out of the park uh, Friday night. It was just amazing. Uh, great weather. They had the laser light show at the end of the night. The the two shows, not just Eastern Corbett, but had a great uh, opening act too. Hey, kudos, congratulations, pats on the back. Not that they need it for me, but uh, I tell you what, man, that, that's Jason Bryant's baby. And uh, he and Tony Denton just, uh, they killed it uh, Friday night. Again, brought 20,000 people or so just for that show. Probably 40,000 people uh, came through downtown on Friday night altogether. Then uh, Saturday morning, man, Linda and I, we were out there from, uh, we got out there about 845. We stayed out there to about 1 o'clock or so. Uh, and it was another amazing day. Another, tw- I don't know, 25, 30, 40,000 people came through uh, Kinston Saturday. And just an arousing, amazing success. I know the Super Grit uh, Dirt brand uh, re uh, reformed again, and uh, I saw so it just. This is what's awesome about Facebook. There are bad things about Facebook. Don't get it twisted. But if there's another good thing about Facebook, it's that uh, you get to see successes. And I think every person I knew just about was at the uh, barbecue festival on the news this weekend. And all the pictures, all the videos. Listen, also, uh, you know, we had Danny Rice on here on Friday talking about they uh, dedicated the facility, rededicated or dedicated the facilities, had a toilet paper cutting. I shot video of that. This just tells you just a, this is a very, hear me, a very small microcosm, which I guess I'm being redundant when I say small microcosm, but a microcosm of how successful the barbecue festival on the noose is. I shot this six minute video of them doing a toilet paper cutting with, uh, with Corey Povar, with Adam short from the County. Corey Povar, of course, is with parks and rec with, uh, Vicky, uh, Vicky Jones, of the uh, Chamber of Commerce, uh, Sarah Bartlett, uh, Danny Rice, obviously with Woodman, since they're the ones that built it. It's gotten over 1,200 views for a toilet paper cutting on Facebook. Uh, but uh, just a lot of fun out there. Uh, good food. I'm, I'm a refrigerator. Still got barbecue in it from the festival this weekend. And uh, just a great time. And I know uh, we saw Pam. Speaking of Pam Sheffield, I know I brought her up, brought her up several times. We saw her and her uh, her, her sweet daughter uh, Raylan on uh, Saturday, and it's just a good time, man. Uh, if you, I think I felt like it was almost like a family reunion. I saw everybody out at the festival on the news. So uh, thank you again to Waylon and Tanya and all those folks. Hey, I would be remiss if I didn't mention it. Also, the mayor of Kinston uh, gives out uh, keys to the city, and I, th- I believe he gave out four or five, but. He gave out two uh, big ones, one to uh, one of my heroes, man. Craig Hill received uh, the mayor's golden kitty, uh, kitty, <laughs> golden key to the city. Uh, so that was awesome, Craig Hill. And then Waylon Adams received one too. And uh, just, just awesome, man. You talk about two people who deserve it. I can't think, uh, I mean, with all the work that Waylon does behind the scenes and never wants credit for, I've tried to get him here on the show several times. No, he just wants to work for the city and make Kenson a better place to live. And he's not one of those people that gets up on social media and whines about, hey, hey, they should do this and they should do that, which you see a, a hell of a lot of. Waylon's not that kind of guy. I mean, he gets out there and he really does. Uh, he, he does good things, man, for the city. All behind the scenes, never wanting any credit. By God, he got credit. Thank you, uh, Mayor Don Hardy for awarding Waylon that. And then Craig Hill, you guys have heard me talk about Craig enough here on the show, but love the man. He's another behind the scenes guy uh, and even been out front on a lot of stuff too, but uh, nobody better than Craig Hill. Is there Linda Whittington? See, you heard Linda herself say it there. Uh, but uh, congratulations again, Craig Hill, Waylon Adams, uh, to all the folks that received uh, keys to the city this past uh, Saturday out of the barbecue festival on the news. 
And uh, there you go. Hey, uh, no game uh, for the Wood Ducks yesterday due to rain, but what a road trip for the Woodies. Yes, I had to take me a sip of uh, Arizona green tea there. Listen, uh, they won four of five games in Fredericksburg. In fact, they have now won four games in a row. Uh, they were 9-2 and two on their road trip to Fayetteville and Fredericksburg over the past couple of weeks. They are now 15-10 and 10 and uh, tied for first place in the Carolina League North there. Linda, isn't that awesome? That is awesome. You're impressed, aren't you? <laughs> there you go. They're tied for first with the hated Carolina Mudcats. They start a 12-game homestand against Delmarva tomorrow at 6 p.m. Yes, it is a 6 p.m. game tomorrow because they have an education day matinee at 11 a.m. on Wednesday. So uh, adjust your schedule because uh, your Woodies will be, like I said, at home against against Delmarva at 6 tomorrow. Not at 7, at 6, then play an education day matinee at 11 a.m., Mr. Clemens and I, Greg Clemens and I have already been messaging with each other. We're both going to try to be there uh, Wednesday morning to watch that game. Okay. Uh, ECU, man, they got wins and they absolutely needed them. They swept Cincinnati over the weekend. Uh, They are now 34 and 14 overall. They're 12 and 6 in the American Athletic Conference. They are at Old Dominion. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, let me tell you something. Old Dominion's good, man. Don't, I hope they don't go in thinking this is going to be an easy game. Old Dominion's 30 and 17. We know how they've struggled. We're talking about ECU here all season with, uh, uh, with, uh, midweek games and on the road. And so they've got a midweek on the road game at Old Dominion on Tuesday. So, uh, I hope they bring their game tomorrow. Can't wait to see what, uh, the rankings will be coming out a little bit later today. Can't wait to see where they stand with that. Uh, they host Memphis this weekend for a three-game uh, conference set. That'll be Saturday through, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Friday through Sunday at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Listen, we've got uh, Carolina Hurricanes. We're going to talk about that with Panicelli here in a minute. I do need to complain a little bit, and I know, oh, Hanks is going to complain. Breaking news. <laughs> um but how about this? We've got, you know, plenty of teams are going to be going to the state playoffs uh, this uh, beginning tomorrow. We don't know where they're going yet. How about that the last games for all our uh, area teams were Thursday? So we've been waiting Friday, Saturday, yesterday, and now who knows how long it's going to freaking take today to find out where our uh, local prep teams are going to be going in the state playoffs. I mean, we've got North Lenore and South Lenore baseball who are definitely in the playoffs. North Lenore, South Lenore, uh, uh, softball and soccer. And Mark Panicelli, what in the hell is going on up in Chapel Hill? It used to be, and when I say used to, I mean as recently as last year, and it's always been this way, we find out when our local teams are when they're going to play, where they're going to play. And how about this crap, dude? We have to wait until probably midday today. So these coaches who some of them may be going on the road to up to the outer banks or down to southeastern North Carolina for the first round of the state playoffs, they're not going to know until about 24 hours before they have to leave to go to these games. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on? Oh, by the way, how are you doing, Mark? Wow, I mean, four-letter words and then the NCHSAA. <laughs> it's Monday, huh? We're just getting it started, all ready to go. I mean, if you're asking me what's going on in Chapel Hill, I have no idea uh, what's going on in Chapel Hill. Uh, but uh, uh, frustrating folks, uh, for sure, uh, and and certainly stirring the uh, – during our insides over the last, I would say last week, right? I mean, we were talking about the uh, uh, the NIL thing all next week, and now they're, you know, making the baseball folks wait a little bit. Uh, dude, it's not just baseball. It's baseball, softball. Uh, I believe soccer's in the same boat. I just don't get it, dude. I Listen, the millions upon trillions of dollars, not trillions, okay, I'm exaggerating a little bit there, Um uh, Hold on. I just had somebody send me an anonymous. I know you're anonymous. Uh, this person is sending me this. It's listening right now. <laughs> I don't, if I read from this, people are going to know who it is. Let's just say that, uh, it's an official. Let's just leave it at that. An official 
and they had they're as frustrated as we are. They don't think about it, dude. We we talk about the teams, but dude, I know I'm all over the place here, Mark, and you're not even 45 seconds into your visit here, and I'm already flustered and cussing and going to get thrown off the air probably. But it just I. I'm getting ready to take my gloves off, man. Maybe not today. It may be later on this week. Maybe with you next week. I'm so sick of the NCHSAA, dude. I mean, and this is just another step. I mean, the NIL thing, again, I said this on your show last week when I made my weekly home-and-home visit with you uh, on your show on Wednesday, but I hadn't even heard of the NIL even being discussed, dude. And since you and I talked on Wednesday, Mark, I've talked to a ton of local coaches. I bet you a dozen to 15 local coaches, head coaches, assistant coaches. I bet I saw, you know, I bet it's closer to 20 coaches because I saw a lot of them out at the festival on the news on uh, Saturday in downtown Kinston, and that's all everybody's talking about. Dude, the coaches had no idea that this NIL was coming down the road. So they're all frustrated. You know, hey, we've already got these 8,000 freaking things on our plate. Hey, let's just add, you know, hey, kid, you know, some kid signs an NIL with uh, uh, Brian Hanks Brewery, and then he gets thrown off my team for six months because uh, because I didn't oversee it the way I was supposed to. These are tangible things that are people. You know, I got to drink something, man. Talk for a while so I can get my throat back, okay? Well, everybody, it's been <laughs> – and I didn't – again, I it, it is – today is Confrontation Monday. We're going to not only <laughs> – as we re- release our, our angst about what's going on with uh, from the local level, but – Everywhere from uh, across the country to Phoenix with uh, Jokic shoving the owner of the Phoenix Suns down to <laughs> our boys in NASCAR. Boy, it's been a it's been a confrontational sports weekend, has it, has it not been, Brian? And it seems to be continuing today on your show. Well, I'm just – just for the you – know, believe me, I'll, we're going NASCAR right after <laughs> this, okay? But, okay. Uh, but the NCHSAA just – I don't know what the hell they're doing there, dude. And I mean it. I mean, this is ridiculous, dude. People, this is one of the things I heard too, okay? Every, and I can't speak for you in Craven County and, uh, and over in Pitt County, which is your footprint uh, with uh, 252 ESPN. But I can tell you in my footprint here in uh, Lenore County, in Kenston, Lenore County, Mark, everybody scheduled their games. Their, everybody's regular season was over this past Thursday, Mark. So it would give the NCHSAA plenty of time, you know, to do all their seeding. And you know how hard that is to plug things into a computer and let it spit it out. They finished their games on Thursday. They've now been sitting around Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now, half a day here on Monday to find out where the heck they're going to be playing tomorrow. The NCHSAA, you just got to do better. Q Tucker, you know what? Don't credential me next year. I don't give a crap. Okay, I'm just I'm sick of it, man. I'm sick that these coaches who are already underpaid enough as it is and stressed out and everything that they've got going on. Now, some of them, and like I said, we've got, I mean, South and North is going to be on the road in the first round of the playoffs in baseball. Uh, North, North, and South, North probably in softball too are going to be on the road. And they could be going as far as away, as far as away, as far away as the Outer Banks, as far away as Southeast North Carolina, you know, three-hour trips. And they're not going to know until probably one thirty, two o'clock, 3 o'clock today, dude. Is there – make it make sense, Mark. It, you can't – I mean, it's I mean, it's not only from the uh, practicality standpoint of the logistics of getting the, the co- coaches and players to where they need to be, but, I mean, from the competition standpoint, it also gives you no chance to do any sort of preparation for your opponents. You don't know who you're going to play what sort of team that is, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's definitely at a disadvantage on so many levels. As I said, where you're, whether you're talking about the, the things we don't think about, like, well, we got to make sure we got a bus and who's going to put gas in it and who's going to drive it and where are we going to the actual uh, part of the, you know, hey, we, we're playing this team and this is what we're expecting to see. I mean, as I said, it doesn't – you're not you're, – you're really hampering – uh, the situation and and ultimately that that effect uh, as I said I I think we've got great talented people uh, you're right we shouldn't be stretching that talent uh, mm-hmm. so hard sometimes but I think hopefully the great folks we've got set up in the schools in our area are going to be able to overcome where they've been you know as I said these spring seedings 
that the, the they'll they'll be able to come back and uh, and get things rolling. But this is certainly not <laughs> to say it's not ideal is is dancing around it a little bit, isn't it? It is, man. And and again, if this was a an association that had been around for only four or five years and doesn't know how to do this. That's one thing, dude, this is, we are allegedly what we used to be one of the best state associations in the United States. I mean, when Charlie Adams, and I don't have to tell you this, you know, this when Charlie Adams was in charge, we had Rick Strunk running the media and, uh, just all the other guys. And I'm going to leave out names, but you know, all the other guys that did just such a great job with the NCHSAA, that was one thing. And now, I mean, Q Tucker is just, has taken the taken the NCHSAA and just turned it into uh, a clown show. That's that's the the nicest way. <laughs> hey, we're we're both on FCC regulated stations here. I'm not on satellite radio. I can't say what I really want to say, Mark Panicelli. But it it is. It's a clown show now, and the the coaches and the and I'm telling you, and I know this is going to get back to Chapel Hill. I hear it all the time. Listen. <laughs> Q, you have turned the NCHSAA into a clown show. I mean, the, they may smile to your face, but I'm telling you, in my neck of the woods, the coaches and the ADs, they're laughing at you and they are mocking you just for everything that you have done and what you've done to this. This once proud association is now just, it's a clown show. And uh, that's my hot take of the day, Mark Panicelli. Coming out on fire on a Monday. Uh, what I'm can just, I say, man? Well, you know I, what? You know? Here's the thing, Mark. And you're in the same. Dude, you, you have, a, like I said, two times, three times, four times the footprint I have. I can tell you, man, I can. Our coaches can't say what they want to say because they do. They'll get uh, they'll get reprimanded. And they'll be in trouble with the NHSA. Guess what, dude? Maybe that's where you and I come in here where we're allowed to you know, uh, to say, I mean, what are they going to do again? I guess when I put in for a credential next year, they won't credential me. So the freak, what, you know what? I bet you, my coaches in my neck of the woods will still let me in games. You want to bet? Um, I, I, I don't want to bet you. No, I absolutely <laughs> don't. Um, and, and look at, as I said, this last week plus has been, challenging you know to say the least and it's it's been you know again it it, it is tough and and i and i, I just want to bring up as well that a lot of people don't realize too there's not there is a little op- opposition to the nchsaa in our state capital um but again the lengthy process of trying to set the any wheels in motion to change the way things are done you know like i said i mean we're as we're expecting the government to fix this, I mean, it, it may take some time, you know. Um, but that, but but as I said, this is, I mean, really, the last few years, whether you uh, go back to the discovery of uh, a very large million million dollar plus million, I mean, multi million dollar. Wait, 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 don't you account? mean like close to fifty million dollars, right? <laughs> bigger I than bigger than the, bigger than the ACCs, dude. How about that? But make sure those schools buy those thermometers. Yeah. Uh, for the uh, uh, anyways, let's not get into that. Dude, look, there's so many things. There's so many things, and I know you'd like to maybe do a little Ross Chastaining a little bit. I, I've, you know. <laughs> well, you I, know I, what? I, I yeah, I've beat this to the ground with you here in our early moments of our visit. Which, by the way, I hate to say, dude, we're gonna have. I didn't tell you this when we were messaging this morning. I've got a LCC a head baseball coach, uh, Gary Smith, coming on about 10 till the hour. So we're here for a good time, not a long time, my friend. Well, I will glad I know uh, Coach Smith on a mission right now, and I'm, uh, I will I will be glad to, to <laughs> shorten my trip so that we can catch up on the Lancers. Well, what is it they say uh, in Congress? I'll cede my time to the good coach from Lenore Community College. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There you go. Okay. Yes. Okay, so enough NCHSAA talk. I'll, I'll probably get into that in the next day or two. Got to talk about NASCAR and just, again, I've in the interest of full disclosure, I was watching some of the race uh, on my laptop down in uh, Moorhead City uh, yesterday as, as as LCC was playing. But here's what bothers me, dude. Okay, I, I'm, okay, you know, I jumped off my soapbox for a second. I'm getting ready to jump back on it, if you don't mind, Panicelli. 
It's your show. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. There you go. Here's what bothers me about now. And I don't know if this is a, a thing against NASCAR, if it's against ESPN, if it's against our reporting brotherhood or brethren and sistering. Is that a word? In uh, the sports media. But, dude, you have three or four great races in a row. You can't scratch the front page of ESPN. You can't scratch Sports Center except for like a 30 second little blurb in the hour-long sports center, a 30-second blurb about 52 minutes into the hour show after some great races that have happened. But by God, Mark Panicelli, you get a, a staged <laughs> fight. And, and let, hear what I just said, a staged fight. It was staged. Wow. If you, dude, have you not seen yeah, I know you've seen it. You were just uh, referencing it. The view that I saw, it looked like Noah Gregson was – was sitting there ready, and then someone taps him on the – watch the video. Someone taps him on the shoulder, and then he goes into action going in against Ross Chastain. Dude, it's almost like they were working on a WWE script that, okay, here okay, here he comes, and go. Dude, and then what happens with it? They have this little, I don't know, where they push each other. You know, hold me back. What is it uh, Jalen Rose always says? The uh, the hold me back fight where there's really no, you know, punches thrown. It's just, uh, hey, I have you have your handler right there with you so you can act like you're fighting, so you can act like a tough guy. That is all that happened with that yesterday. But what happens with it? Oh, my God. Uh, ESPN sends out, sends out a push alert. Uh, it's on the front page of ESPN. And you know NASCAR is just eating that up. They were so happy that happened yesterday because, you know what? Finally, instead of a 30-second blurb on SportsCenter, well, it makes it into the first five minutes of SportsCenter last night. <sighs> Panicelli, by God. <laughs> I, I think – I just I, – dude, NASCAR – I got him in it. There's great racing. It was a great race yesterday. Denny Hamlin comes away with a, a great win. There have been great races so far in the first 10, 12 races of this season. But you got to have a stupid staged fight to, to get the nation to notice. Make it make sense, Mark Panicelli. Wow. Staged fight. Man, you are, I mean, you have come across, you have set the show on fire today like there is just flames coming out today i'm hot, there's so I'm much. hot take central dude it is it is. i mean you are coming out here flying today i um i can i just i, I want to get see you're sitting here concerned about real problems this morning you're talking about stage fight and how nascar is getting attention certainly all the problems with the nchsaa and you know what my big problem yesterday was? The schedule makers didn't confer with me about, let's schedule everything you really want to watch at 3.30 <laughs> in the afternoon. Let's put the NASCAR race on and the Celtics and the Canes. We'll all just put them on at the same time, uh, which was my, my ultimate frustration. Okay, so the fight. Okay, first off, you're right. The the racing, which, again, it's like two different races. It looked like it was uh, Toyota Fest, and then uh, the, the Hendrick cars came. And looked like they were going to uh, stink up the show. And then Denny Hamlin, as far as physicality, puts a little chrome horn to, to Kyle Larson on the last lap. And that's interestingly enough. And while we're sitting here catching our breath, we're, uh, we get, you know, as I, I think they're interviewing Kyle Larson on the, uh, on the, uh, it, after the race. And, and all of a sudden, the camera starts panning off over to Ross Chastain and, and Noah Gragson. Now, I just want to say this staged or not, real or not I, if i'm noah Gregson, i'm mad that i didn't get a shot off like ross <laughs> did get one good shot in and i'm telling you man the rest of that it's got to be like a, an act of frustration because it's noah noah can't even get to him and uh ross is certainly using the security guard as a nice buffer uh to uh, if you guys haven't seen it you're right so that's and look there, there's an image of NASCAR that, that people go to the, the, the older days. And again, there's no greater fight than the Allison brothers and Kel Yarbrough at Daytona in uh, 1979. And we've had great confrontations over the years. But in the, in the, era, the aristocracy or whatever, I'm, losing, I'm stuck with words here in the, Mount Rushmore of great fights in NASCAR. That would not even be in the top anything. So, um, like I said, I, I unnecessary and uh, you know, and and, and again, I, I 
you know, I, the one thing I'll say, maybe this, and, and I love reading the comments, that uh, maybe this gives Ross Chastain the, the green light to go ahead and just embrace this whole villain role. Because I, the people that already hated him are, are, are going to use this as the platform. Because uh, I read some of the comments yesterday, and it's, you know, like I said, it's very fun to read those. But, uh, but as I said, I think a lot of people would have loved to have seen somebody get a shot off on, uh, on Ross Chastain. But, uh, but, but we didn't get to see that yesterday. So, okay, but well, the racing was certainly much better than the fight. I will agree with you there. There you go. I, I do need your expertise. You were watching it, obviously. I got to admit, I didn't see it until the fight happened. What set that up? What, why was Noah Gregson so heated yesterday? Um, <laughs> they had a, I got to interrupt you because I got, can I recreate what you just did? I asked you the question yeah, you go, yeah, and you go, I mean, dude, I can hear you taking the deep breath and then going, ah, <laughs> go ahead, dude. I mean, it, it was as, and again, go back to what Ross Chastain's done on the racetrack over the, I think he's done worse to other guys. Uh, that would have warranted a physical altercation even bigger than Noah Gragson. But uh, they, they basically uh, are racing one another, and uh, Gragson thought he didn't give him enough room, kind of shoved him down, and he didn't like it. And So I guess they, they wanted to have a conversation. Now, again, when you hear Gragson <laughs> after, the, after the thing, he's like, everybody's just going to you know, kiss up to him. And, you know, I've just had just about had enough of him. So, uh, you know, I, I, I might not be the son of a rich watermelon farmer, but I ain't got to take this crap from Ross Chastain. So oh. there's, my, there's my Noah Gregson. Oh, <laughs> dude, you made my stomach hurt. That was awesome, dude. That's, that's awesome. I don't even know what, you know what? I, you could give me three sound clips of quote unquote, Noah Gregson. I wouldn't know any of them, but now <laughs> that's going to be Noah Gregson's voice in my head forevermore. Okay. I know they pay a lot of money. Did you also take this from it? And look, this, this is, this is, comes from a, I have no hair. So his hair is better than mine. I'll go ahead and say this. But Noah Gragson couldn't get a better haircut than that. Is he literally like going over to his mom's house and be like, just put the bowl on my head and take the clippers and we're going to do that. So, uh, oh my no, God, that's awesome. Poor, poor Noah Gregson. Well, we got it, you know, so. and again, this is exactly what the, what NASCAR wants us to be talking about is a stupid fight instead of the great racing evidently. And again, I, I like Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin cut his teeth right here in Eastern North Carolina, uh, coming up through the ranks. I mean, uh, what racing right down there and you're again in your footprint, in uh, Carteret County, and, uh, you know, that's where we got to know Denny Hamlin's name back in the late 90s and early 2000s was uh, him growing up here. So, it's, I, and again, I yeah, I'm pulling for the old heads this year with him and Martin Truex and those guys, but uh, it, he comes away with the victory yesterday. I don't know. Where do you stand with Hamlin? Are you a Hamlin guy, not a Hamlin guy, Hamlin neutral? Um. Pretty handling neutral, okay. <clears throat> but I mean, he's a heck of a race car driver. I mean, he's, I mean, the things he's done, I think he's, you know, again, he's a couple of things probably missing off his resume, but I mean, he, in the last 10 years or so, I mean, you've got to say he's been one of those guys you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to get trophies, you're going to have to go through that 11 car. And, uh, and I thought it was great. And I, I thought it, he's been riding a lot of these. Uh, where I'm gonna I'm gonna start racing everybody else the same way as I mentioned. I mean, he won the race basically in the in the not uh, so uh, maybe popular fashion of giving the 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 the, the bumper to to Kyle Larson, but uh, you know, not a whole lot of Kyle Larson sympathy there at the end as far as him getting dumped. But uh, but 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 all of that being said, I mean, it's I I look. I think it's a good win. For Denny, for, for for Denny Hamlin, and and it was a good afternoon with a lot of really competitive racing. And um, as I said, the the race took so many interesting shifts from uh, one stage of the race uh, to, uh, to towards the end. And and the, and as I said, it's most people are going to focus on the on the air quotes fight. <laughs> but as I said, I when when one person gets off sort of a it's not in the technical definition. It's not a sucker punch, but you know, technically, it's like we snuck one in. But the security guy's right there. Like yeah. 
it was almost as if he was like it was it was supposed to be one of those where it's uh, it's more of a verbal fight maybe we just grab each other you know shove each other a little bit but uh you know ross you know did the uh did the punch and then you know stood at a nice distance and what I also think was uh, nice, if you really hate Ross Chastain, go back and look at it, and you can see this mule-eating Briar's grin, uh, uh, or, or as it's often called, the poop-eating grin. Uh, I'll clean that up for everybody. But if you did you see that part of it, too? Where I did, just, Man, I you did. see nothing but Ross Chastain's teeth, as you're just, you know, it looks like the, a John Elway picture. Uh, but uh, but good stuff. Good well, stuff like there. I said, and so. the thing that bothered the two things that bothered me most. It was don't anyone, and I'm talking about our both our mutual good friend Paul Weddington. I don't want him to try to act like oh it was, you know that was uh, it just happened organically. Man, you see the guy tap Graxon on the shoulder, then that's when he starts walking towards him. Uh, you almost heard a director in the background go three, two go you know what i'm saying it was almost <laughs> like that and then nascar's not been on the front and i look dude i i put my show together every monday morning you know so i have to i go to espn mm -hmm. first can't find a word a stitch about nascar on the front page of espn.com you have to go to nascar.com dig a little bit there even to get results and everything but oh no the the fight's on the front page of ESPN. Whatever. I, I'm done. Dude, I, enough of that because, dude. Wait a I minute. Can't. So, wait, wait a minute. So, you're thinking maybe, maybe on this day that I mentioned, there's the NBA playoffs, there's yeah. Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, in your particular genre in motorsports, Formula One happens to be racing at the same time in the U.S. that NASCAR thinks, oh, no, we're going to steal <laughs> some headlines here. From all these other people, no, they wouldn't do that, Brian. No, on, no, man. yeah, no, dude. I, and, and again, I'm no. trying, Mark. I am trying to like NASCAR. I swear, I am. Okay, I mean, I, you know, the, <laughs> I am. I mean, hell, I spent what three hundred, four hundred dollars between the hotel and everything. Probably seven or eight hundred dollars when all is said and done to go to North Wilkesboro in a couple of weeks. And here I am. Oh, dude, dude, we've got a few minutes off. We've got to. I got to get some Carolina Hurricanes talk from yesterday. Like you said, yesterday was just uh, everything came together at one time. NBA playoffs with mine and yours beloved Celtics. Uh, the NHL, you know, the Carolina Hurricanes playing yesterday. NASCAR. I was down in Moorhead City trying to watch all this stuff on my laptop while I'm watching the Lancers. By the way, dude, win four games in two days to make it to the championship of Region 10, which will be played today at 1 o'clock. Dude, you ought to come down, man. Let's freaking go, man. I love Let's it. freaking go. I love it. Anyway, so. uh, but, dude, I got to get some Canes talk out of you. Uh, eight to four loss yesterday, and I did. I, I've got to admit, I watched that pretty close between the LCC game and uh, watching that game. Uh, and just, I don't know. It just didn't seem like they ever, I don't know. You beat a team 11 to two at home over two games. You're do a game like this, I guess is what I'm trying to say, Panicelli. I mean, yeah, I, I, I kind of knew there'd be uh, some motivation New Jersey to get back at home. Um, I did think it got ridiculous. At one point in the third period, as I'm flipping back and forth, I, I turned back to the Canes game, and there are four Carolina Hurricanes in the penalty box. <laughs> I mean, I remember they're, they're that, just, yes. just absolutely like in this perpetual five-on-three. Uh, <laughs> so it just looks like. You know, everything that could go wrong. I mean, I would say for someone who was doing a lot of channel surfing at the time, I guess I'm – I hate the outcome, but at least it made it easy for me to watch something else because, I mean, that game got out of hand in a hurry. Yeah. Uh, but Carolina spent way too much time uh, on a on a disadvantage, although they tied an NHL record, if I'm not mistaken, yep. for short-handed goals uh, in, a, in a playoff game. Uh, but it just got out of hand, and it got out of hand early. And yeah, seven game series. So the one thing that uh, again we got to worry about on the other side of the bracket here, Florida's up three nothing now. And Florida, so again, they, they tell everybody what seed the Florida Panthers are. Uh, are they not the seven seed? <laughs> no, the they're the eight seed. Eight seed. They eight took seed, out yes. Boston. Remember? That's right. That's right. That's right. And they are sitting here on the on the precipice of of the Eastern Conference Finals, one game away. Um, and, and yet, 
here is here's Canada where hockey is king, and yet the Toronto Maple Leafs sit here about to disappoint their beloved fans once again. It looks like so. Look, the Canes just and I say that because I, I, if this game goes seven, if this series goes seven, excuse me, and 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 Florida gets the rest, I think that certainly can play into it. But uh, but look, it's just one game. Let's just hope it's just an ab- aberration because you're right. The first two games look like this was going to be. Uh, it looked like Carolina was 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 cruising, and uh, and it looked like they were cruising, and then hit the wall yesterday. So let's hope that they can can uh, can bounce back and get things together in Game Four. I'm hoping it's not a, a throwback to or a callback or throwback, whatever you want to call it, Mark, to uh, last year because the Canes really struggled on the road last year. But I th- I was hoping. Fingers crossed, you know, toes crossed, everything that uh, what they did in the first round had, you know, maybe taken that, you know, where it wasn't a thought. But man, you lose eight to four, and again they were down what seven to one, and they rallied. Yeah. They they did rally, and it got it to seven to four, and that that gives me a little bit of hope because I mean they they showed some life, and like you said, they did. They tied or not tied? They broke an NHL record for most shorthanded goals in a playoff game with three yesterday. That that's that's got to tell you a little bit of something, right? It does, and uh, and uh, as I said, I, I'm you know not discouraged, not not discouraged. I think the Canes still sit in a pretty good place, but yes, don't don't fall into this habit of uh, they've won two on the road so far this year, including clinching the last playoff series on the road. And let's hope that as again that last this this last game on the road was just uh, you know well, it's just it's just one of those one of those days. And sometimes you have one of those days. Well, I got to get at least a minute from you on uh, on NBA and, and our beloved Celtics. Draw, they fall in overtime, one sixteen to one fifteen in Philly. Now, don't get it twisted. A win the Phil uh, that the Seventy Sixers had to have. I mean, they lose that. They're down three games to one, and I think it's over in five games uh, when the Celtics come back home. Now, I didn't see the end. Evidently, uh, the Celtics had a, a three at the buzzer that went in, but it came after the uh, it came after the clock. Uh, just g- give me give me a, hey, Panicelli, give me a solid 30 to 45 seconds on the Celtics. Um, yeah, I mean, we're down at some point double digits in the second half against the Sixers. Fall really hard to uh to get that game uh, to overtime Pro- even had a chance to win it in in regulation and then had a chance to win it in the overtime and uh unfortunately Jason Tatum's pass to Marcus Smart uh was a little late and Smart couldn't get the three off in time but uh look at, you're right if the Sixers lose that uh they are uh they are you know down uh, facing elimination one game away, and, and, and the series is pretty much over at that point. I'll, I'll just say this. Look, at the, the Sixers, now this is a crazy stat. And, and oh, my God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss the – because I, I didn't write it down. The Sixers are 0-7 in, in, uh, in their last seven playoff series where the, where the series has been tied at two games apiece. They haven't won a game five with the series tied since Allen Iverson and Dikembe Mutombo led the Sixers to the NBA Finals, if you remember, back in the early 2000s. That's it, how long it's been. Hey, we both had hair then, and it wasn't, you know, <laughs> my, mine wasn't gray, and your children were all tiny, or were they even born yet, some of them? Well, I, I think, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I had all of my children. Um, I didn't have all of my hair, but much more than I have now. Uh, but, uh, but, yes. And uh, look, look, I, I still like the Celtics in this. They've really played well. It looks like the key for the Sixers is get James Harden forty points. And then, real quick, I just wanted to throw it in. What was definitely couldn't have been a planned confrontation. Nikolai uh, Jokic of the of the Denver Nuggets goes to get a loose ball that gets scooped up by the Phoenix Suns owner who's sitting courtside. Jokic tries to get the ball from him or, or from uh, from the fans ends up shoving the Suns owner and getting a technical foul. Uh, so we'll see how that, that, that sort of plays off of there. That series is now tied up, uh, by the way, two games apiece and what looked like Denver was going to roll uh, in that. But uh, all, all of that being said, uh, that's, that's pretty interesting there. I don't remember uh, an owner-player confrontation, you know, 
uh, down on the floor. And again, it's very, very minor. It's nothing like Ross Chastain and uh, or anything like that. But uh, <laughs> but hey, how was Jokic supposed to know? I, I mean, know. in fact, in fact, when you watch it, uh, he he's talking about it post game, and he keeps talking about a fan, a fan, a fan. And then the reporter goes, "Do you know that fan was the owner?" Uh, which he didn't. And the same thing was proposed the other way to the Nuggets coach. And he said, I don't give a poop, except he didn't say poop. Uh, but anyway, Wait there you now, go. Now, I'll leave you with this. You know they're not owners. They're governors. Governors? <laughs> Governor, indeed. Governor? Mark Panicelli, you're the best. Five to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Hey, real quick, who you got today? I have today, I have uh, the very, uh, the aforementioned Paul Whittington. Uh, that is uh, and awesome. And I have Trevor Trevor Dinell, uh, Sun Journal editor. So uh, that will be this afternoon, 5 o'clock on the drive. And by the way, you tell Coach Smith, I said, uh, uh, let's go. I will. I going to use the, the LFG, <laughs> uh, which it. means life's freaking great. There you uh, go. It is. So. And I'm five minutes over. <laughs> and here's what's sad. I just looked. I'm five minutes over. I was supposed to call him at 7.50. I'm sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. Tell it's my sorry. fault. I, you know it's the host's fault. I'm supposed to be in control of this thing. Mark Panicelli, you're the best. <laughs> hey, I'll see you in our home and home on Wednesday, okay? Happy Monday to you. Happy Monday to you. That's Mark Panicelli from uh, 252 ESPN. Why don't we uh, try to get Coach Gary Smith up here on the line with us? Probably uh, one of the most tired men that I know, but I tell you what, when you're winning, there is no such thing as tired. And uh, like I said, we're trying to get uh, Coach Smith up here on the line with us. His Lancers right now, ooh, we just uh, lost a call there. Let's try that again. His Lancers uh, won four games, uh, two games on Saturday, two games yesterday. They are now in the uh, championship game today at 1 o'clock at Big Rock Stadium in uh, Moorhead City. And uh, there you go. We have now lost that twice. Let's try his other. He, I tell you what, here's what how good he is. Ah, he, uh, he gives us another line to try. Let's see if we got him here. Coach Smith, how are you doing, my friend? I tell you what, hold on one second. For whatever reason, you're not connected to my my board here. Let's try that again. Hey, <clears throat> reset here. Coach Smith, how are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm doing good, thank you. Well, I tell you what, uh, we're, we're here for a good time, not a long time. I'm not going to keep you a long time here this morning, Coach. I know you're getting the team ready to head back to Moorhead City. Uh, and uh, we decided, I thought it would be better to get you a little bit of rest. I don't know how much rest you got, but a little bit of rest and then uh, talk to you uh, this morning when your brain was maybe a little bit fresher, but what your team did over Saturday and Sunday, Coach, is amazing. you very rarely see it. Once a team goes into a loser's bracket or a consolation bracket, we don't like to say the word loser here, Coach, but the consolation bracket, you don't see them come out of it a lot of times. This team has come out roaring. When I say roaring, I mean yesterday, a 7 to nothing win over a pit team that beat you 15-6 to earlier in the tournament. A 25-10 to win. You should see my scorebook, Coach. A 25-10 to win yesterday over Catawba Valley, the number one seed out of the West. The easiest question I'm going to ask you all morning right now, Coach, is how proud are you of this uh, Lancers team, sir? Uh, it, you know, just the ability to come through it, uh, just some guys having, uh, you know, I, I can't even really get my head around the fact some of these guys that have stepped up um, just completely, you know, I won't say unexpected, but just put in different roles that they were in throughout the season and, uh, you know, thriving in those roles, I've got Got nothing but respect for my guys. I know all year long we've talked about Kevin Jones. We've talked about Caden Crawford and uh, Tanner Cannon and some of the other stars. I want you to give a couple of minutes to a coach, and please forgive me, and I, if his mom or dad are listening right now, I'm not trying to insult him. In fact, I'm complimenting him. I didn't even know you had a guy named Burton or uh, Brighton Berthrong on your team really yesterday uh, until yesterday, Coach. And all he does is hit a grand slam, score three runs, and played a heck of a backstop for you yesterday. Brag on that young man, Coach. Oh, Brighton. You know, Brighton had a – Brighton was in our lineup earlier in the year, and then he started struggling at the plate. And, um, you know, he's been 
been working hard to try to figure it out. And, you know, he probably, probably anticipated the next time he'd get a chance to put it to use will be in the fall. But, um, you know, our kind of our second catcher uh, was involved in a collision at home plate, whatever night it was. And, um, you know, he, he, injured his wrist he couldn't squeeze his mitt closed so we went with Brighton and uh yeah I'm really happy for that kid um you know but again just one of many guys over this weekend that you know his number gets called he steps up and uh delivers so um it's good to see I'm really happy for that kid today well I'm telling you we uh we had a blast, unfortunately, and I, as I, I said here in my monologue earlier, I wasn't able to make it to Saturday, and I was just so stressed. I was like, man, I, you know, I hope their season doesn't end because, you know, like last year, I, I like being there at the end, you know, to be able to talk to you. Coach, just four wins in two days, working your way out of this consolation bracket. I mean, I guess if anything, it shows the heart of this squad, doesn't it, sir? Oh, absolutely, and – uh, you know, I think again, Brian. I, I may have it the numbers all wrong, but you know, Colin Wyatt uh, pitching against Pitt. I mean, he hadn't started a game for us all year. He's our eighth inning shutup guy, and uh, to come in not only start a game but go complete game shutout. I mean, you know, unbelievable. Greg Gorganis last night, kind of the same deal. Um, you know, was one of our uh, you know, one of our better guys coming out of the bullpen. Um, we started him a game uh, against Brunswick early in the year and just didn't fare very well, so we put him back in the bullpen. But for him to be able to go out there last night and go six or six and a third, whatever he did, um, you know, just really good stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. And like you said, you were talking about the young man that pitched against Pitt. Coach, Coach Hartzell and I looked it up. He had thrown 13 innings all season. 13 innings all season, Coach. And then he goes a complete game for you against a Pitt team that had scored 15 runs against you the first time you saw him here in the tournament, Coach. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. And, you know, <laughs> the, number of innings he, the number of innings he threw isn't indicative of his ability. It was just the role that he had. He typically would throw the eighth inning, Jared Hall would close in the ninth. Um, so, again, you know, we just felt like against Pitt. I mean, we didn't quite pull names out of a hat yesterday, <laughs> but but it was close. I mean, we, we kind of weighed who was available, who was healthy, um, you know, weighed our options, and we thought, well, shit, you know, let's try soft lefty and see if that, gets us anywhere and it you know it got us through nine uh completely unexpected well again a great win 25 to 10 uh in the uh, final game of the night last night against catawba valley seven to nothing win against pitt community college earlier in the day and uh again one o'clock today uh at uh big rock stadium coach uh I'm getting the feeling you're giving everybody permission to take the day off work today to get down to Big Rock Stadium to pull for the Lancers today, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if you're going to work, if you're going to work today, and you know, missing a, a baseball game of this magnitude at the beach, uh, you know, I don't know if we can hang out. Uh, we're, probably, we're probably not friends anymore. There you go. I got Catherine Pearson from the LCC Foundation in here live with me, too. You're taking today off, right, Catherine? Yes. There I you, wish I could. There you go and heading down. Ah, uh, come on, Cat. You, you call Jeannie and we'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> I love it. Hey, last question. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. Exactly, exactly. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> hey, uh, last question here for you, Coach. Who are you going with today? And how does the pitching situation shape up for you today going into this? Hey, win or lose if you win you don't play again well you play again later on this week uh, down in florida but uh if you lose it's over how do you go into today how's your pitching look going into today's game sir uh you know we're gonna we're probably gonna go tyler thompson first uh even though it's for thursday i mean you know he's probably had he's probably had sufficient rest to give us 
some, uh, and then we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to piece it together from there. Um, you know, we've got, we've got four or five guys still, still available. Um, you know, a couple are fresh and a couple are going to have to grind it. So, um, you know, it, it may almost feel like a step day, or, you know, pitch everybody we got, but if that's what we have to do, um, you know, our guys are, our guys are ready. Well, there you go. Well, listen, Coach Gary Smith, I appreciate you here. I mean, you guys are getting ready. You're hitting the road here, what, within the hour, I guess, right? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, the bus will leave at 930, so um, we'll get down there about 11 and um, do our normal pregame stuff and, uh, you know, well, do it at 1. Listen, Coach, can't wait to get down there. I Yesterday was just amazing. Yesterday was just, especially beating the, the arch rivals from Winterville and then what you did, just the explosion. Here, I'm showing my scorebook to uh, Catherine right now. <laughs> oh, my. It's an, it's an explosion. <laughs> and, and, and I didn't have a pencil with me, Coach, so I did it in ink, so you know how stupid that oh. was. <laughs> right. Hey, listen, Coach, good luck today. Can't wait to see you, and we'll, we'll talk to you later on this afternoon, my friend. Well, thank you for your time, Brian, and I hope to see everybody out at the Big Rock, and um, go Lancers. Go Lancers, indeed. Thank you so much. That's Gary Smith, the head baseball coach uh, at Lenore Community College, and Catherine, as we're wrapping up our first hour in seven minutes, uh, <laughs> thank you, and I'm sorry. We, we, oh, we're we, good. We bled over into your no, time a little bit of time. No, that was well worth it. Well, I, I mean, Lenore Community College is so proud of that baseball team. They are They've done great. And that's Very one of the of questions them. that I'm going to ask you. Uh, and we, you've got a ton to talk about. And I know <laughs> I usually I talk over you. I'm not doing that today. I, I, did she, did, I uh, heard Linda I had to you, carry the second half. <laughs> how your shoulders feel? Not too heavy yet. How, how's your back feel? <laughs> we're good. We're good. Okay, cool. Because uh, I'm going to be riding you. Well, that doesn't sound right. I'm going to be. Uh, you're going to be carrying me. There Let's you just say, go. Yeah, you're going to be carrying go. me. Uh, uh, here in this second hour, that's for sure, as the animals are over here to my left and everything. Hey, listen, thank you for listening to the first hour of today's show. Uh, really appreciate Mark Panicelli, Gary Smith coming up here. You've already heard her voice. Catherine Pearson from the LCC Foundation. In the second hour of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. <laughs>